0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What'd you think of my telephone ring? I just did it one time and I was like, that was kind of dorky, but I liked it. It was all good. Give dude. me your best telephone ring. Bring, bring. Oh, nice. You went.
1: Hello. <laughs> Seven and two, calling you back, Bear. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On
0: Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On
2: Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, we talked about finishing a game. We came in at the half 9-6. That's finishing a game. Give it up for you guys, man. Hey, a lot of good things. We talked about adversity. Hadn't faced it in a while. Offensively, we faced it. But when defense plays like that, you get four takeaways. We don't turn it over offensively. Defense, four takeaways. And something about this guy playing in this this Coliseum, he's the all-time leading receiver at USC, comes out here today with a career high game ball. Robert one. TD. that changed yeah. the momentum of the game. Yeah. Give it up for Robert one more time. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Outstanding effort, though. Outstanding. <laughs> now, here's the reality of it. We're 7-2. Great NFC matchup coming up next week. We go to Minnesota. They won today. They're 7-2. Great opportunity oh, yeah. to see if we yeah. can be our best when oh, our best yeah. is required against a great team coming up, man. Yeah. Competitive greatness. Always striving for that. Robert Woods, get a breakdown. Yeah. Let's go, let's go. Hey, go win, go win. Rams on three, Rams on
0: three. One, two, three, Rams. There we go. Rams Nation, welcome back. It's Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams,
1: and yep, you know what that means. You know what it is, Bear? I had to jump back on because I am so jacked on this team. And, yeah, I had to just assume I'm going to be on on it. You assumed
0: and you assumed correct. Uh, we're doing double duties tonight. We're going to be recording Rams podcast as well. So James Kroger is here. Big thank you to you to coming back on. Mm-hmm. I want to get your take on the game, but real quick, we led with that Sean McVay post-game Jack your shit up! Yes. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was at like a Tony Robbins convention or something. <laughs> um, I felt so good about it. He mentioned a couple things. This is one of the times that they faced adversity and how they can- overcame that. They came yeah. to the locker room, you know, up with the league, but they didn't play well. Yeah, uh, so they finished the game. That was pretty cool. Obviously, Robert Woods had the game ball, but. Man, I just love it. We we posted something on Ram's podcast, which was a compilation of all of
1: his sound bites after the game. And it's so awesome, dude. Why is he so awesome? You know, you mentioned Tony Robbins. I could see that coming from Sean McVay because he motivates us. Like, you know, we, we you put out that compilation, and we had a few people reach out and tell us that they watch that video regularly, and it motiv- motivates them and pumps, pumps them up. And, um, you know, he's just a special kind of guy, and he brings a special chemistry to this team, and, you know, there's another video that you and I talked about that was released back in June, and it shows McVeigh getting up at 4 a.m. heading over to practice, and there's just something about this guy that gets everybody stoked, including the fans, and he's he's definitely something special. Yeah,
0: and, you know, just not to harp on it too much, but it's hard not to, but it's just since day one, since he walked in that building and they started following around with cameras, like, he's put on that coach's jacket, and he's been walking around with that same message. And that We Not Me since the get-go, and it's just fun to buy into, and he's fun to listen to. And 7-2, and two, man, it's pretty cool this turnaround. I'm getting family members now. It's gotten to that point
1: now where family members are calling me. And I'm like, eh, pretty good team he got out there, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> wow! Uh, we're definitely starting to get a lot more respect around the league. Of course, you know, watching some of those ESPN shows today we're still not mentioned. I don't know if yeah. that's because we played a We've got Watson-less Houston uh, Texans but you know we still got we still got a lot of earning to do for sure for sure we've
0: got a a, I don't want to say nightmarish schedule coming up here but three out of the four um, our playoff teams and leading their division so We're gonna find out a lot, but I think what's awesome about this team is they're ready and accepting the challenge. Like they're almost excited, like we are, trying to figure out like how awesome this thing's about to get because they believe in themselves. Uh, You hear it ringing all over the locker room as they're being interviewed, as saying, you know, there's something special going on. We're playing for each other. It's this team thing. It's they've bought in so hard that um, it's you know it's it's just fun to watch. But he did mention, you know, that adversity. It was against Houston. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what we do when we get adversity from a defense like Minnesota that we're about to go up to. Yeah. Or uh, adversity with Drew Brees on fire throwing four touchdowns. Like That's the adversity that I think all of Rams Nation is kind of waiting to see. And,
1: and maybe we just cruise on through. But, man, we're looking good at 7-2. and two. We certainly are, and you mentioned it. I think two things that are making me feel really positive about this team is the chemistry between the players. One, obviously that's a big factor, and two, we evolve and we adjust very much. You and I were looking at some highlights, and yeah, Rams Nation, the first half of this game wasn't very exciting. We went into halftime leading with nine points all because of Greg Zerline, but you take a look at our offense this dominating offense, and it wasn't really anything to brag about in the first half, but, of course, we go into halftime. Sean McVay has a wonderful speech with but the team gets them psyched and motivated. He says, "The good news is we can't do any worse, and I can't put you in any worse positions." And we're still up nine to seven. So McVeigh was really taking complete ownership of putting this offense in bad positions during the first half, and they obviously they adjusted.
0: Yeah, I love it because when he he makes that speech, he basically comes in and says, "Guys, I- I'm letting you guys down. I'm going to put you in better positions. We're yeah. going to go out there. We're still up." Uh, I think one of my favorite parts he says, "Unless we don't go out there and piss on ourselves, we should win this ball game." <laughs> and it kind of just probably cracked that. You know, anxiety in the room, that stress, that oh my gosh, that kind of just loosened everyone up, and they're like, "You're right, like we're playing horrible, and we're up nine to seven. And it kind of goes back to that Seahawk loss that we have. We had five turnovers, and we had a chance to win the ball game at the end. So it's like one of those things where you're playing horrible, but you're still right there. And they came back and learned from that five-turnover game and went out there and played great and, and caused four turnovers on their own. So um, what a great game. I talked about a bunch breaking down stats. Um, I know we watched some game film earlier kind of breaking down some of these plays. I talked about that cool little um, Robert Woods where he kind of faked like he was going to do end around, and came back yeah. on that little swing to him, which worked out perfectly. Uh, what were a couple of plays that you really loved and you want to maybe talk about as far as
1: that you know, just wowed you. So I want to keep Robert Woods in the conversation because, yes, he got the game (laughs) game ball and had an amazing game. So I want to keep Robert Woods in the conversation and talk about how we started off the third quarter with that 94-yard touchdown pass Mm. to him that was Beautifully executed by Jared Goff. He had pressure coming in from the right side, and he still got that pass off. He, I think Woods was around the 50-yard line when he caught the ball, yeah. And Jared Goff was about four yards back in the end zone, and he hung back there. And we also read an article earlier about how that play was set up and how excited McVay and Goff were uh, before that happened. Yeah, you're
0: right. I think they said they just couldn't wait to snap the ball to get that one off. And it's crazy. I watched that when I saw it live. I actually thought I believe it was Havestine, Uh I. They were going to call him on a hold, and even on the live mic, you can hear someone go, holding! Uh, (laughs) And then he he gets back in front of him, so it's like he kind of grabbed him to get back in front, and then gets the block down, Jared Goff steps up, releases a cannon, which seemed just almost easy at that point, and then you look up and you see Robert Woods there, and it wasn't as dramatic as the Sammy Watkins, where you're like, are you going to get there? I knew, I felt right away comfortable that he was going to get there and make that play as long as he didn't drop the ball, and then he was... You know, he had beaten his man so much. It was just running the end zone and, you know, not, not so much the Lambo leap um, <laughs> as much as like the screenboard. Yeah,
1: like the yeah. ad screenboard he, lean. He's used to that stadium and used to, yeah. to, to that. To that, uh, that was
0: pretty cool, man. I was so jealous of all those fans right there. And like, it was even the announcers were like, the fans need to do a better job giving him props. They all kind of like celebrated, but no one was
1: like Get, patting him on the back or like yeah. grabbing him.
0: I would have been patting his helmet and yeah. freaking out. Well, the know? second
1: one, I think he got a lot of, I think everybody was pretty stoked about it. Yeah, it was like practice. So they're like we saw it, we know what to do now. But the cool thing is, is McVay and Goff recognized how this play was going to go down from the very beginning. Yep. So Texans came out in a quarters defense, which if anybody plays Madden out there, kind of knows what that yeah. is. <laughs> That's how <laughs> very I know. True, very true. Uh, even though I did play football, so uh, Madden they, they told saw me that. everything I know. Um, so we had four Houston players responsible for a horizontal quadrant, basically, basically cover four. Yeah, I guess it's almost a, a similar way to say that. Um, and also, what happened is McVay noticed immediately that somebody, the cornerback, was blitzing off the weak side and dropped a linebacker into coverage. So that was a bullseye in McVay's eyes, and they knew before the snap was going off that yeah, Mr. just gotta Robert get Woods there, gotta get him. Happen. And what
0: a beautiful route! He kind of you know gives him the shoulder to the out, and then gets in there on the inside, runs the post, and it was just it was gorgeous, man.
1: Yeah, and definitely I mentioned in the beginning, props to Goff hanging in there, just getting that ball off when somebody's rushing at him <laughs> from the right side. Man, and he's, he's really come into it and in the end zone too. Yeah. Like it's not like he's got room to. Scramble there, so uh, you know I think a few other quarterbacks maybe would have tried to scramble, but Goff just got that off at the right time and threw what 50, almost 60 yards, I guess. Yeah,
0: I think it was like 52 in the air, and that's one of those plays. That's a get you off your feet play. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the couch and definitely jumped up, freaking out, running around the house. Um, so that was exciting to watch. These Rams are putting up those plays almost seems every week. So we'll see. I continue to like get really, really excited about this game, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I'm like, we've got this defense coming up.
3: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Also, I'll tell you another play I was excited about, Bear. Um, Mr. Sammy Watkins. Yeah. So, I had to start him this week in fantasy, so I was hoping for something. Yeah. I saw in the first half... He got nothing. No attempts or anything. But one thing I almost tweeted earlier this week was I saw highlight videos of practice and I saw Watkins going out for these little five little turnaround yeah. drops that we typically see maybe Cup going out for or even obviously Woods. But I saw in an attempt I think from McVay to get Watkins the ball a little bit more and, and mix it up, uh, continuing to mix this offense up, just give Watkins the ball and see what extra yards he can pull yep. out of that. And he scored a touchdown uh, from that play. So. He he kind of just went up 5 yards turned around on the left hand side got dumped him the ball and because one thing i really want to mention and give props to or big ups to there you go is our linemen getting the f down the field yeah. and blocking and making walls for these guys cuz on that Watkins play nothing would have happened if if nothing would have happened if Whitworth wasn't there creating a wall for him to just slide right by and score so these linemen you know we were watching plays before the game are just specifically Saffold and Whitworth are just rushing down the field and just creating this huge wall for these guys to run behind. It's it's amazing. Dude, I
0: love it because it's not just that play. If you look at all these highlights of this year, you see those guys down the field and running and knocking out multiple people. I mean you talked about Saffold there, uh there was the another play where it was Todd Gurley's screen where he picked up that big chunk down the left side, yep. And Saffold Dumps one guy on the ground, keeps running, and if Todd doesn't run by him, maybe picks up another block. But he's downfield, ready to get another guy. And we saw Sammy Watkins do the same thing on that big third and thirty-three touchdown last week. So these guys extending and always playing is just one of the reasons why our offense is number number one in the NFL right now.
1: Yeah, our offense is great. Um, We want to switch it over and talk about the D for a minute because that's good because they're great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, ESPN, for reminding me. All right, Bear. We can brag about this offense all day. Yes, all day. St- we started off slow in the first half, but we adjusted and made things happen. But let's talk a bit about the performance on the defensive side of the ball. We saw Aaron Donald early on. I think that was still the first quarter when he had the strip sack. Yeah, that was that was but the very first drive of the game. So talking about our favorite plays of the game, that was one of them for me, the ones that got you jumping off the couch. Um, speaking of Donald, he was pro football focus, highest-graded player at 97.2. Um, that's for the whole season, including him missing that first game. Uh, he leads the NFL with 52 pressures, and he's tied with Melvin Ingram at 55 more pass-rushing snaps. Uh, so – you know, he's basically killing it right now. Yeah, and coming from that position that he's at on
0: the interior, um, you know, usually that's an edge guy that would kind of come away. That Melvin Ingram, exactly. I mean, we all expect that from him coming off the edge, but uh, pretty amazing what he's doing from the position that he's playing there. And wow, the highest grade defensive player. Yeah, it's incredible. Of the season? Of the
1: season. Pretty, pretty good. So, pay the man. Hashtag pay the man.
0: Hashtag pay the man.
1: So, we talked about the first half and how it started off a little slow. And one thing that we continued to notice as this defense was having kind of a hard time against the rush uh, early on. Early on. One thing I noticed, though, is Houston was lining up six guys on the line at, at, at any given time. So they were holding really strong on the line early in the game, and that was, I think, because of that, they were really able to push this, these guys back against those yards.
0: And they had to do that because they knew with the quarterback they had, they needed to put extra protection in there for him as well. Uh, but you're right, there's something about, and I mentioned this when I was talking to the, the Houston guys when we did the lockdown with them, Said, they said, how are we going to beat you? Tell us one crazy way we're going to beat you. And I said, if you can start early and put some points up and get on this team right out the gate, because that first quarter, um, you know, they had a few drives there where they moved the ball. They had some really big chunks taken off by the run. Uh, They just don't, they didn't have the players really to to get it done. And and we kind of locked up. We had that big interception inside the the red zone. We had a couple of them throughout the game, but turnovers were huge for us. We always seemed to make a play. And that's kind of the story of the season. It seems like, We'll give up some yards in the beginning, and and you know maybe we'll give up a touchdown here or there, but we always seem to be making that play when we need it, and they delivered again this week.
1: Yeah, they did, and you know Tremaine struggled a, a bit against Hopkins. I mean, I think that was expected. We talked about yeah. it unlocked on lockdown last week, uh, key matchups for the game and that hey, was he's a top five receiver
0: yeah it's tough it's tough get so in. he
1: he struggled there and one thing that i kind of noticed as well when they were you know they were progressing a bit on offense obviously they didn't do anything huge but they did drive down and get that touchdown um our corners were just playing a little soft they weren't playing tight they were playing a little deep for some reason because yeah we were rushing them they were rushing against us but they were our corners were staying about 10 yards deep and Savage was just kind of knocking down these little short passes. That was building the momentum for them. And it was really bugging me that we weren't trying to play a little closer there. I don't know if you noticed that, too. Yeah,
0: I remember. You, yeah, you, well, I noticed it because you texted me. And you said, <laughs> why are they playing off like this? Get up there! And, I was a little know, worked up. You were, you were. And I get it. They're trying, to, they're trying to squeeze them in, right? You know, throw it underneath, do all that. I get it. Um, but, you know, they did have some big plays as far as, you know, as you mentioned. One of my favorite was... LaMarcus Joyner coming up and basically breaking the ribs of Will Fuller and just shutting <laughs> him down right before that first down marker. And um, it was—he's just a beast, man, coming out of our yeah. secondary. And he hits hard. And yes, like you said, they kind of at times looked like they were giving him too much space. And Hopkins was going, but once we knocked Fuller out of the game, they were one-dimensional in the pass passing game, and that was. And everyone in the stadium knows who it's going to. It's DeAndre Hopkins. So once once we knocked out Fuller uh, and we shut down that run game, I think they ended up with 66 yards on the ground. They had to go away from it. They were down so fast. We scored freaking 14 points in 19 seconds. So next thing you know, they're like, well, there goes the run game. (laughs) Uh, Just throw it, Hopkins, Hopkins, Hopkins. So once that happened, we were allowed to just let the boys at them
1: and – Our defense is fun to watch right now. They really are fun to watch. And let's talk about a trend that's really common in the NFL. Uh, Turnovers equal wins, basically. Or net turnovers in your favor. Yeah, I mean, look at our two losses. We lost the turnover battle. Yep, Um, exactly. And one was huge. Yeah. turnovers. And in this last game, we saw that there were two fumbles and two interceptions from this defense. You know, we're talking about the D and, and the impact that they had. Uh, Blank, countless step stepping it up there, uh, along with Mark Barron, who I think, besides besides Aaron Donald, is my favorite player on defense to watch. I don't know. I just like watching him get into the ball. He's so fast and almost leading the team in tackles behind Ogletree. But, yeah, the depth of our defense as they're making plays at the end, Walker picks up the, the – recovers the fumble
0: – um you know countless with the interception ibukum with the strip sack fumble which caused that uh turnover yep. uh, it was just all these names popping up that you know is kind of our you know our second i don't want to say second string but our you know the depth of our defense it's not our big guys making these plays and and obviously late in the game they were in there got more playing time but they're
4: making plays when they're there this is Vinny Iyer, host of locked on fancy football with your locked on fancy football edge of the day
1: Yeah. It's awesome. So, speaking of making plays when they're there, uh, let's. We talked about defense and offense. Before we sign off here, let's just mention that fake punt uh, that Hecker had on Special teams. Talk to me about again. it. They're one, they are the best in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, Hecker got set up for another fake punt attempt. Yeah. Yeah. What, what
0: do you think about that, by the way? Because we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and, you know, I had my opinion, but I want to hear your take because.
1: I know you can be a little judgy, <laughs> so uh, thoughts on that? Well, I thought it was a hair early, but I do understand because, you know, we needed a momentum change at that point. So I'm glad they ran it, um, but I was a little bothered. I think Farrell Cooper could have made that that first down. He was oh. a yard short. He did great job. Only because I look a little bit later in the third quarter of the game, and I see Mr. Cooper Cup, my rookie of the year, mm-hmm. Uh, receive a ball short, and get by six Houston defenders yeah. and just push him through. And yeah, he's all about getting those extra yards after re- after the reception. And yes, Farrah Cooper did turn around and have somebody right in front Got of his face. Got hit pretty quickly. Right but I just he have did- that feeling that Cup would have made that happen. All
0: right, wrong Cooper on the throw is what you're saying.
1: Ron Cooper on. Ron Cooper. Throw.
0: All right. I, I kinda get what you see. We watched this play a couple times and you know it was a great tackle. He took out his legs. Um, but maybe you're right, maybe uh, you know, Cooper Cup maybe. would have had a little bit better He said maybe. <laughs> don't you maybe my Cooper Cup.
1: Um, well we'll write a note to Coach. Coach, yeah. put it Ron Cooper. And if you guys out there at Rams Nation disagree with that Cooper Cup call, I think Cooper Cup should should have gotten that. Hit me up. At jkroger3 on Twitter. I'm always tweeting. If you follow Rams Podcast, you can find me easily. So let me know your thoughts.
0: Yeah, and tag me because I want to know what you got (laughs) to say. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of not. But I do like the call um, at that point in the game and just kind of throwing it out there. And what my complaint yesterday was I was so tired of all the fake fakes last year. I feel like we did that way too much. Johnny Hecker coming up the line and going, and then like taking the penalty and kicking it. So I like that we were just kind of nonchalant, go up there, boom, try to go. Our special teams has been on fire at this point. Uh, So why not? Why not try it? I like it.
1: Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So no complaints.
0: And, you know, it ended up, they got the ball. They moved the ball a little bit against us, and we ended up getting that Baron interception later on that drive, I'm pretty sure. So totally, yeah. It, well, we had up, w-
1: when you have our D, it's like, who cares? Just that's them... it.
0: That's kind of what they're saying is we feel confident to throw it out there and our D will stop and at least hold to a field goal, yep. and if not, we'll make a play. And we did. I'm glad you and I agree, Bear. Thank gosh. We should do, like, a podcast. <laughs> well, guys, with that, we actually have to go do another podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: over here at the Rams Podcast Studios, Monday is a pretty busy day. so. Yes. Uh, This is Tuesday as we're listening to Locked On Rams. We really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for your support, both here and over at Rams Podcast. Uh, Me and James have a bunch of fun doing this. We're excited because we put in a lot of hard work last year when this team uh, had four wins. And we bought in early, and we were excited about everything that happened and all these moves that are being uh, made, and we're starting to see payoffs. So I know there's Ram fans out there that have been Ram fans longer than us. And we're excited for you because we know how it feels uh, being at this part of it. And uh, I can only imagine if you guys are lifelong fans. So uh, way to go, Rams Nation. We're 7-2. We'll be talking more about Minnesota this week. I really, I, I, I keep bringing it up, but I can't wait to dive a little bit deeper into that because it's going to be an interesting matchup. Well, with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Till next time. Peace.
4: Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network and NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind. Helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.